The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a breath of fresh air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink, or that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son, whose head is never to be touched by a razor, because the boy is to be a Nazarite, dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. of God, very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from and he didn't tell me his name, but he said to me, you will become pregnant and have a son. Now then, drink no wine or other fermented drink and do not eat anything unclean because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from the womb until the day of his death. This week we begin the story arc of arguably one of the most famous people in the book of Judges. As many of you know from episode 51, this was our first ever topic tackled as a podcast. However, this time around, we are discussing this account in more depth. This week's episode is based on Judges 13, and we begin the account of Samson. All right, welcome back to another episode of Breath of Fresh Air podcast. We are live in the flesh again after a couple weeks of being separated. It's a rainy day here in Nassau, so <laughs> if you all hear a little background feedback, God blessed us with rain. Yes, the nice pit of pot, potter <laughs> in the background. Remember that sound like the pit, pit, potter of the, the raindrops? Rain <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzzing of the bees. Yeah, I, that song used to go so hard in, in, in school. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, last week we ended the story of who do we end last week? All these Jeff, judges. Uh, oh, how could I forget? How could how could we forget, Jeff? The, we were actually watching something this week. Yes, yeah. It was just crazy. We was watching something this week, and two of the judges that we Jeff just covered made it in the top ten evil pe- most evil people in the Bible according to this person's list. Yeah. <laughs> but our lovely friend Abimelech made it at number eight. Mm. Jeff, 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 Jeff Neth was like number, f- he's like number five or yeah, four. He was like, he was, he was, he was, he was like top five, I, I believe for sure. Yeah. So it was just interesting how people's perception of the same people we just covered, how they rank as most evil in the Bible. But you know, it's, you know, it's crazy about that. These were people that led the Israelites 
that they call him like most evil. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Man. So it's interesting. So you said that, right? So I remember I gave a speech in college. It was like for a week of worship or something, right? And I quoted someone and they said, God found Joseph in prison. He found Gideon in a pit. He found Daniel in a lion's den. Where the world sees failure, God sees his child. Mm. And it was essentially saying God could use anybody. And this even showing us how these people whose hearts might have been a little twisted and distorted. Mm-hmm. God still used them to do great things. And so it just goes to show what God could do with us. And that kind of even brings me back to our point that for this week. About the potatoes? Oh, never mind. Not even that. We're going to get that too. But I think our thought for this week, I was going to, like, I posted this on Instagram this week. So I guess y'all actually could date this episode, but just letting people know that you are a child of God. And to me, it's like sometimes during the week, you could get so discouraged and you get so bottled up and saying, like, why is all these things happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why is. I mean, sometimes you just have rough weeks, like not even getting in specifics or semantics. Sometimes you just have rough weeks and like, why me? But throughout it all, like sometimes I, sometimes I, sometimes I think, how did Joseph feel when mm. he was in that prison cell? Imagine. Imagine knowing you did everything right. You didn't sleep with Potiphar's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> wife, my bad. Wife, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't sleep with Potiphar's wife. Yeah, Potiphar's wife, yeah. And you still got sentenced to more jail time for that. Mm. You interpreted the butler's and the bread maker's dream. The butler got released. Just as you said, he forgot about you. Hmm. Like Joseph could have been lost faith in God, questioned it, cursed God, but he didn't. He still knew that he was a child of God. And even though he was going through whatever he was going through, he knew God still wasn't finished with him yet and still had a plan for him. And we see how Joseph's stories turn out. And I know you could say, oh, that's easy for you to say. That's a perfect example. But to me... My mindset is, why not believe I could be like that person? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had a choice to believe I was going to be the butler or the baker, I would definitely choose the butler. <laughs> like, I might be, might be in prison, but buddy, I know how the story ends. Right. <laughs> and it's so crazy, like how we have the Bible. We know how our story is going to end if we believe in, in Christ and accept him as our savior. We know how our story is going to end. So like, even though we see the world might be going through chaos, for lack of a better word, as chaotic as the world may be, we know who has our future in his hands. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I felt like I went on a little run there. No, but I like it though. But yeah, so yeah, man, we all are children of God. And it just shows that, you know, God could use anybody. And so even though these people who, perce- who were perceived as evil after the fact, we still see how God great, did great things to them. And the crazy thing about it is we still have more people we're going to get to in the Bible. David, mm-hmm. a man of the God's own heart, mm-hmm. who we see how God used him in many ways, but we still see how even David had his fault. So that's yep. going to be interesting when we actually get to David's spoiler alert. But, so yeah, last week we did Japheth. I always get his name mixed up and tongue twisted. And we did all the other minor judges after him. But this week... The title already gave it away. Mm-hmm. We are going to, we're going to cover someone. We're going to start the story of someone special. And it's so funny because growing up, I always, you couldn't tell me this guy didn't have his own book in the Bible. Bro, nah, that's crazy, bro. Because no, let me tell you why that's crazy. Because even today, I was telling someone, hey, I'm about to brush over. And I was on the phone. I'm like, hey, let me call you back. I'm about to read the book of Samson. 
I sat down, bro. And I had to correct myself and be like, all right, no, I'm in the story of Samson in the book of Judges. Man, because like, it's so, it's so crazy because Samson has so many, so many story arcs. I've heard so many sermons preach about Samson's movies made about Samson. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me this guy didn't have a, his own book in the Bible. I thought like there was legitimately was a book of Samson growing up in the Bible. Bro, yes, bro. But come to find out it's four chapters. Just four chapters. Four chapters. And I felt <laughs> like I, I, I feel like I know so much about Samson. <laughs> right. And another thing is, go back and listen to episode, was it 51? But Samson was actually our very first podcast episode that we have ever recorded. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like a homecoming of sorts. Yep. Like we made it to the point that we started from. And that's crazy. It's like this is where it all where it all started. But now <clears throat> perspective. You understand? Like we, yeah. this time we come in with perspective before we I mean we had we had some degree of perspective, but we didn't we didn't go through the full journey that the Israelites has gone through to this point. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? So right now like I, I I wish I had listened to that episode one more time before I come in here just to see how different my mindset would have been. I actually did. I, I did listen to the full thing. I started to, but then I got caught up in life. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting. And like, I like this, the thing that you said at the beginning of that episode, just like Samson here, we've grown. Mm-hmm. Because when we first did Samson, our mindset was we wanted to start a podcast. We wanted to start a podcast and we knew if we had procrastinated any longer, it probably wouldn't have happened. I know that's probably how I was feeling. Because remember, I'm like, we bought our equipment. I bought my equipment in 2018. Mm. And we didn't start until 2020. Yeah, no, because truthfully, I had mentioned it, bro. But I just mentioned stuff, dog. All right? <laughs> we talk about all type of stuff, bro. We had, you know what I'm saying? Like, as roommates, we spoke about a lot of stuff, bro. But it wasn't until you start applying pressure. It's like, yeah, bro, I just buy this. I just buy that. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, eventually, I can't, I can can't flake for so long. You understand? Eventually, I can just have to accept that there's nothing holding me back except for me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm just being lazy at this point. And so it was like, let's start. Let's 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 do an episode of the podcast on what though? What are we studying now? And Samson. It, was, it was just Samson. You understand? So, and that's that's where it really started. But now I just like how we have the full context from Genesis. We have the judges before, because last time, I mean, it wasn't like we really, like we read the story of Samson in the Bible when we did it last time, but we didn't, we didn't go back and read the beginning of Judges there. We didn't go back and read the Deuteronomy before that. We didn't go back and read Leviticus. So now we have like all of the context of how the state of Israel got to this point. Bro, and the crazy thing about that too though, bro, we were studying patriarchs and prophets heavy, but even in that book, they don't cover much on the judges. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's so much detail in the Bible. And that's why, of course, the Bible is always the first stop. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything else is supplementary. Mm-hmm. Of course, even this podcast is supplementary. You should not be getting your, your raw Bible knowledge from this podcast. Disclaimer alert. Use it as a study, study tool that we <laughs> encourage you all to do studies of your own. Exactly. So, even patriarchs and prophets, we were studying that and... You know, and we were studying that and they kind of had landed on Samson and, you know, we were studying the Bible on that too and that's where we had did the podcast from. But I didn't go back and learn about the judges before Samson. Nope. 
You understand? Cause I, I I think I remember we had we had said like, yo, he judged for twenty years. Like the Bible don't even say what he was doing for twenty years. But if you had read this, mm-hmm. you would know that when the Bible mentions that someone is judging for this period of time and they're not saying anything, that means they did not turn away. They did not turn to idols at that time. So it's nothing. It's nothing. F- the purpose of this book is to show you how how um, the Israelites strayed away and worship idols, and how God used someone to bring them back. Mm-hmm. So if they if they just mention a line saying he served for this amount of years, you could assume that they did not turn back to the idols, and things were continuing to progress as normal. You know, hunky dory, <laughs> exactly. But so yeah, so now full circle. And one more thing. We did the entire Samson story in one podcast episode now. Yes. Then. And we're not about to do that this time because, it's, again, we've grown. We've learned a lot more about the Bible in this journey. And we have way more context and things. And we see the connectivity of everything in the Bible. Like, I was talking to someone this week about the Bible. And he was saying, it was an older guy at work, actually. We you know sometimes work calls go astray. And he was saying that he actually went back this past year and he was studying, like, he was studying the Old Testament. Mm. And he's saying he was highlighting everything, because this guy is well-versed in the Bible too. And he's saying he was highlighting everything in the Old Testament that appears in the New Testament. Mm. And he said he was so surprised how much of the Old Testament is quoted in the New Testament. Yes. And I was like, well, because definitely now I'm like seeing that even more more. And he was like, he said he, he was just like so puzzled by that. He was like, yo, everything is so connected and so well-rounded. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, the Bible is a complete book. I'm like, it quotes itself. I'm like, you, especially you get in the writings of Paul. Mm. Paul quotes a lot from the Old Testament. Yeah, when Jesus was tempted, he quoted directly from Isaiah. Or however you say it. Right, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say it different. I but, just got to preface it that. But my thing is, well, I think, I think he had... No, I think he had quoted from Deuteronomy because he said like, "Man should not live by bread alone" and stuff like oh, that. I was thinking, but from when he was when he when, like, when he started his mission, he went into the temple. Right, and he read so, from the scroll. So yeah, that definitely Isaiah or Isaiah, as they say in America, <laughs> we say Isaiah. Yeah, to me, it's Isaiah. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you feel me? And so my thing is this, right? Consider this. In real time, this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a New Testament during Jesus's. Exactly. When Jesus was walking the earth. There wasn't a New Testament. Exactly. You understand? And so the only thing they had was the Old Testament. And it wasn't exactly an Old Testament either. This it was, was just like, a collection of scrolls. Exactly. It was just a collection of scrolls that they held sacred. But in today's day and age, we have this Bible. That, that's the Old Testament and New Testament. Different religions, different people. They, they take different parts of the Bible. But... Generally, in Christianity today, like mainstream Christianity, they focus solely on the New Testament and they write off the Old Testament as being mm-hmm. archaic and not applicable to today. But, and that's why, and I believe that's why your coworker was so puzzled by how much the Old Testament is referenced in the New Testament because it's generally taught or maybe even accepted by many that, yo, this is only the New Testament you really have to worry about because Jesus, like, "Quote unquote," remixing all of the commandments in X Y Z. This all you have to learn. But you, but you, but a lot of people don't understand. The people in the New Testament were building on the Old Testament. Exactly. And so this reminds me of something I was reading this week, right? So it was Second Timothy three. We're gonna get to Samson, guys. I promise. <laughs> hey, this is what the podcast is about. Hey. I was reading Second Timothy three, right? And it says Second Timothy three sixteen. So Paul is writing this Timothy just for context, right? In, chapter, in verse 16 says, all scripture is God-breathed 
and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and in training in righteousness, so that a servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That was 17, I mean 16 and 17, right? But the thing that got me here, right? So I started to think, all scripture. Like you said, this is this is the New Testament. So the only scripture they had here was the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And I know in today's term, we, we like to say the scripture was like they were inspired. But the word that Paul used was God-breathed. Like literally God breath this into existence and it goes back to god like jesus was the light and it was the word and the word was with them now and he was the word in the beginning mm-hmm. but even here it was showing like it's more than just a deep and we were inspired it was like no the people who write this this was literally god's me interpreting this now but this is like god's breath coming through them and, and, and coming through them while they were writing this it wasn't just like oh earl is writing this passage or mo take earl out of it moses mm-hmm. writing this um uh, like Paul, or, Paul yeah. yeah, but it's just saying like, yo, like this is actually God's breath that you are reading. This is why it's almost like a living word to me. And it's still seeing like it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And this was the Old Testament back then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like how people try to, going all this back, how people try to throw away the Old Testament. Like without the Old Testament, there would be no New Testament. It's true. Like, and it, bro, it's like, to, it's, it's really just a separation of time frame. One is we're preparing for the for the Messiah. The next one is the Messiah has come and life after the Messiah. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's one book. It's one you know, complete book. It's one complete breath of God, you know? Yes, that was a long introduction to Samson. <laughs> so, <laughs> in Samson, chapter Samson. See it again. <laughs> in Judges. In Judges 13. We see, again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So this goes back to the theme in the book of Judges, the cyclical nature. The Israelites, they worship God. They get comfortable. They succumb to the influences of the nations around them. They forget about God in a... Like a spiritual sense and reverence sense. In a reverence sense. They turn away from God. They turn away. essentially, God takes away his protection from them. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, the nations rise up against them, put them in bondage, some type of slavery or servitude. When it gets too oppressive, sometimes like 20 years, Mm -hmm. they cry out to God for help. (laughs) God raises up a judge, saves them. And lately you see God's like, bro, y'all know what y'all are doing. Because now at this point, y'all are raised 300 years in the land of Canaan. Y'all have seen this cycle being repeated again. So again... So now we see, so the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. So this is a new nation that we're hearing about in Judges, because we've mm-hmm. heard about the Philistines in Exodus. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the whole reason why they had to take the long route in the desert and yep. not cut through there. Yep. But hold on, bro. Do you know what's interesting about verse 1? And I don't know if this has happened, but you know, I feel the Holy Spirit just bring this to my attention. Go for it. And I don't know what I'm... I don't, I don't really have a point to this, but I just wanted to mention it. Typically, when, they see, when we see... The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them X, Y, Z. We, that's followed by, but they cried out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he can stand there crying no longer. So he rose up a judge. Mm-hmm. This time, there is none of that. I'm just pointing it out. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And you know it's that. Good observation. Yeah. So first, we, so they, they set it up as they usually do. But we don't have evidence that they were even remorseful during this time. But even so... Whether they did or not, we see where God was still working and had something in, in plan, like for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. So in verse 2, a certain man of Zorah named Manoah 
from the clan of Dan had a wife who was childless, unable to give unable to give birth. Kind of mad. She doesn't have a name. Yeah. But <laughs> who am I? Yeah. Yeah. You can't be picky. Yeah. <laughs> but so this is like the fourth or third or fourth important female that is couldn't have a baby. Yes, bro. And I know we're going to have more coming in the future, but I'm just like trying to keep coming because first, Sarah, which Sarah was barren. She was introduced as Sarah's barren. Sarah's barren for sure. Sarah was barren. Yeah, Rebecca was, was it Rebecca or Rachel? Well, oh, both of them was barren. Both of them was barren because they yeah. remember they had to get the, the man something. Yeah, pod. the man drinks. No, all right. So Rebecca, Isaac's wife was barren, right? And then they prayed and then God gave them a, uh, twins. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Jacob, one of the twins, his wife, um, Rachel, she was barring for the longest, and then eventually she had Jacob. Joseph. Uh, Joseph. Uh, yeah, Joseph. Yeah. Right. And so now we have Manoah's wife who was barring and able to give, ch- to give birth. And then so the angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, you are barring and childless. Dang. It does sound bad. Like, <laughs> when I read it just now? Yeah, no, yeah, it does sound bad just being read, but I'm sure like in their language or originally, that's not how it was, you know? But then he came with good news, though. <laughs> you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to, it, see to it that you do not drink wine, no wine, or other fermented drink, and that you do everything, and you do not anything, anything un- you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head has never, whose head is to never be touched by a razor, because the boy is to be a Nazarite, dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Mm. So here, yeah, this time we see a new judge is being rose up, but he being made from scratch. <laughs> so before we had Jephthah or Jephthah, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. But I tell you, it's a tongue twister. Yeah, like the too P much, and the T. Yeah, it's, too much, it's too much um, consonants. Consonants back to back. Yeah, P T N. They just shouldn't be there. Yeah, no. Uh, and we, you know, we have people like Gideon. You know, we have Deborah. These people who they were possibly adults. And the Lord came to them and said, hey, you the judge. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some of them had to be convinced X, Y, Z. This time, the parents of the judge are being told, hey, you were pre- you, you were um, barren, but now you're about to have a son, and he's about to be the judge. So we starting this judge from young. You understand? This, this also reminds me of, you know, um, the Virgin Mary, who the angel come to him, come to her and say, you're about to have a child, and, you know, it's going to be the Messiah, X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. So... This is, <clears throat> they kind of mentioning what's to come for the judge. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting to me, though, is that, all right, we, we understand the role of a Nazarite. You know, they're not to cut their hair, they're not to eat um, certain things, not to drink strong drinks. We spoke about that, and I can't remember if it's Leviticus or Numbers or Deuteronomy. It might be two or three of the books that I named. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, truthfully. But this time, the angel of the Lord told his mother, mm-hmm. she, th- there's no evidence that she was a Nazarite at the time. You understand what I'm there's saying? No evidence of her existing, really. Right. We don't even have a name. We don't know nothing about this lady except who she was married to exactly, and the person yeah. and who she was the mother of. Mm-hmm. But she was also not supposed to do these things. You understand? Yeah, what I'm that was saying? interesting to me too because I'm like, why? Granted, we know from. The Levitical laws at that point in time, some of these things just shouldn't have been done. But clearly, there was like, yeah, but just to make sure that we don't even want this to get in the baby's bloodstream as, I, as I'm seeing it, 
you as the mother, because also, because you see what they say, dedicated to God from the womb. Mm. So they're saying like, we don't even need you ingesting these stuff because the baby that's already in you is going to be dedicated to God. Mm. So in doing these things, you're going to desecrate yeah. the baby. Like, yeah. So like the baby's vow has already started. So you can't ingest these things because the baby will naturally also get these nutrients. Yep. So that's probably why. Yeah, I guess that answers that question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, verse 6. Then the woman went to her husband and told him, A man of God came to me. He looks like an angel of God. Very awesome. Hmm. I didn't ask him where he came from. <laughs> and he didn't tell me his name. But he said to me, You will become pregnant and have a son. Now then, drink no wine or no other fermented drink and do not eat anything unclean because the boy will become a Nazareth of God from the womb until the day of his death. Hold on. Do you think she ain't asked no questions because the news was so good? Oh, because she was so amazed by him. Because oh. see, that's what, that's what get me to, because I know the pre-pod, you kind of asked this question, right? Like, well, I think I asked the question, what more fake? We're going to get to that point too. Yeah. But then I was thinking, she probably was so excited because, I mean, I've heard about stories of women who can't have kids, who like prayed to God for kids like in our modern days. Mm-hmm. And when they actually was able to like keep a kid, it was like just so relieving and so like joyful for them. Like words can't like express the joy. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, when the baby made it past the, the second trimester, like, they was on bed rest. They was like, bro, I ain't doing nothing to mess this up. Mm-hmm. So, I could just imagine, like, because I'm, in my mind, how else do you know you're barren but to keep on trying? True. So, now to, like, oh, you want to say something? No, and then, I don't know at what point in time cultures Accept have, the fact? No, but I don't know. I don't know when these things were established or not. But I do know that at some point in time during the, the time of the Bible... Women needed to have children, specifically a son. You understand what I'm saying? Just in case the husband died. Yeah. Right. To, pro- to carry on the lineage and stuff like that. And then you were seen as more valuable once you have that. Mm-hmm. You understand? And so that might have already been t- started from now. And that's why, like, if, if, that's, if that's the situation, you, you already married. You're thinking, I got to get on the board. You understand what I'm saying? I got to start doing I got to start doing this so that I can be um, viewed a certain way from... from by society, you know, and when you find out that you barren, that's a blow, cause you like, wow, I can't even, I can't even continue the the lineage, mm-hmm. and we know how much lineages mean to these people, cause they document <laughs> every person. You understand? What Man, <laughs> yo, when we get to Jesus, I found a lineage, so I can't take credit for this one at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on something. Yeah. It's going to be big. If you remember the first time we went over lineages, I can't remember which episode. Episode four. Yeah, right. We It's, it's, it's similar to that. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, it's going to be big, but... Just keep that in mind. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm thinking the joy and exuberation, just saying she's going to be pregnant. I think that trumps all. Because mm-hmm. even... And I like this passage from chapter, I mean, verse six to seven. Because one, it sounds like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Like I could just picture... A female who was excited coming home to her husband just saying this. Like, oh, babe, I had a good day today. Guess what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably should have gotten his name. But, you know, that doesn't matter. Here's the good news, though. Right. And I, 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 don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, but I'm just appreciating the fact of, like, how you could, like, read this. Like, a, like a female who's genuinely happy that she's about to have, like, baby. And, uh, and, and, to the, and I want to make this point before we move on. You remember we just, we just went through a few women... That were barren, mm-hmm. that had children or whatever. And 
that was a pivotal point of the story. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of this. It's a story in the New Testament in the book of John. I think John nine, and Jesus heals a blind man, mm-hmm. and the disciples come to him and it's like, "Yo, who sinned to make this boy blind?" Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's like, was it his parents or was it him? You know, and just just to summarize what Jesus was saying, he said no one sinned, but he was blind so that you could see the Lord's glory. Mm. You understand? So like, so so you could really witness how good God is. You understand? I feel like in some of these cases, I can't say if all or none or whatever, but some of these women could have been barren so that the Lord's mercy can be shown through through these stories. You know, because. That's something that that we see. That's something that's timeless. Like that's an issue that's always gonna that's always gonna happen. And I can't. I don't know how it feels, you know. But I'm sure that women can relate to the feeling, or like just from their friends or firsthand. You understand what I'm saying? And you can see through these stories. You can see hope. You can see grace. And you can see God's healing powers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what He was able to do for for others. You know. And so that's that's kind of what I get when I see when I see the story. But it's just so funny how it's. It's a consistent, like it. It seems to happen consistently, especially with some of like the more prominent figures in the Bible thus far. I agree. I was gonna say something, but I lost my train of thought. Sorry, but we can keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, man. So in uh, verse eight, the Manoah prayed to the Lord, "Pardon your servant, Lord. I beg you to not let the man of God you sent us. I beg you to let the man of God you sent us come again to teach us how to bring up this boy who is to be born." Okay, I respect it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm giving a whole different understanding of this passage. Yeah, now reading it? Reading it again during the pod. No, but I mean, yeah, see, your, your understanding of it could still be true. Mm. Because think about it like this, right? You never experienced nothing like this. Mm. Your wife probably has never experienced it. So now she coming to you saying, hey, this man who is very glorious came telling me very good news today, mm-hmm. you know, and y'all know your situation. Y'all know how many times y'all try, y'all know how many times y'all fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Even if y'all were skeptical, you could be saying, let me go pray to God now, because if this is actually true, we can need to know how to make it, how, how, how to how to, how to raise this guy. But at the same time, if, if we want to think of Manoah as a skeptic, he could have been saying, Lord, he could have been using this as a way to say, Prove to me that this guy come in and let him talk to me too because I'm going to help to raise this guy. Yeah, because it's probably like, to me, it's still more of like, yeah, I believe you, but is this for real though? Right. Because just like when the angel came to Mary, the angel came to even her, telling her everything from the Mm get-go. He'll be a Nazarite and also you are to do this, this, and this. Ain't no other really special instructions. Hmm. Don't cut his hair. Don't, Don't drink. Don't weed on clean things. So, I, I mean, it, bro, it, I, sound, it probably sounds pretty straightforward And to guess me. what? After he born, guess what? You can still eat them, but he can't. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But it sounds pretty straightforward, though. But he already saying, like, mm. yo, come back and show us how to raise the child. You mm. know what I mean? So, it's like, did he think that they didn't give him enough information or he just needed to see it for himself? Or uh, You know, also, I like, oh, let me keep on going. So, this is why. Mm. So, so, in verse 9, God heard Manoah and God sent the angel and the angel of God came again to the woman while she was still out in the field. Mm. But the husband was up. But the reason why I say that, he realized, he's going to keep on coming to the woman. Mm-hmm. And to me, I could be wrong. But I'm like, he's going to the woman with the more faith. Mm. Like this woman, ain't, this woman ain't questioned me the first time and she ain't questioned me the second time either. That's true. I'm coming to her. This guy came and asked again. Like, think about it. It's like, 
you call someone there, like you call someone at the house and say they're coming to you, they come into like your wife or something, like that's kind of odd. Hmm. You see, she had to go call him. Right. I like how this angel law used to stick around for this. Because me, I'd have been like, I'm here. Told him I came back. Oh, he's in here? Well, he missed out. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny though. That's funny because at the end of the day, we see, bro, all right, so we see a clear contrast between Manoah and his wife. Mm-hmm. One who had the direct message, mm-hmm. but asked no questions. Mm-hmm. The other one who did not get the message, he, he get a second on message, but he asked him for more questions. And guess who? <laughs> and the questions being answered, or you tell them, you say, hey, come back. And he did come back, mm-hmm. but it's not to you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I saying? This kind of remind me. Of, this kind of reminded me of Isaac and Rebecca, bro. Because I trying to see if I remember correctly, but I remember um, the angel of the Lord appearing to Rebecca, right? Because remember, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the angel of the Lord, but the angel came to Rebecca and was like, "Hey, there's there's two people fighting in your womb, in your womb. right? Yeah. One is gonna serve the other, you know." But um. Isaac had prayed to God. So Genesis 25, verse 21, Isaac prayed to the to the Lord on his on behalf of his wife. She was childless. The Lord answered his prayer and Rebekah became pregnant. Then when 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 they were fighting, fighting. in the womb, the Lord came to uh-huh. Rebekah. You understand? And telling us, and we already spoke about this on the, on the earlier episodes about mm-hmm. um Jacob and Esau as to how it was a conflict between um Jacob and Esau and who should have the birthright because the angel of the Lord, the, the angel came to Rebekah and told her this. Now Isaac, in his mind, Rebekah probably relayed the message, but in his mind, it's like no, the older one. It's who is this? Who is my favorite? Shut off the birthright, and that's mm-hmm. that's where the conflict lies. So now we see a con- we see a similarity here where it's husband and wife. Wife is barren. Angel comes to wife, right? Mm-hmm. And husband is confused. You know, you know what I'm saying? So indeed, yeah. And so when I was, uh, and so we pick up in verse ten. The woman hurried to tell her husband, "He's here, the man who appeared to me the other day." So when Noah got up, followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said, "Are you the man who talked to my wife?" I am. I am. He said. Classic lines. Mm-hmm. Right? So Manoah asked him, when your words are fulfilled, what is, to, what is to be the rule that governs the boy's life and work? The angel of the Lord answered, your wife must do all that I've told her. <laughs> so we see him saying again, in no small, in, in not the exact words, just me paraphrasing, I already told your wife everything she needs to know. Yep. But since you want hair, I'll repeat it for you. Yep. But, it ain't changed. You know what I said, and she knows what I've said, right? So he said, she must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, nor drink wine or other fermented drink, nor eat anything unclean. She must do everything I have commanded her. And he repeated again. Like, I already tell her this. Yep. So this is really just for your edification right now, right? right? Manoah said, would you, like, would you like to stay until we prepare a young goat for you? The angel of the Lord said, even though you detain me. <laughs> detain, bro, detain is such a funny word, bro. Like, is it making it so, like, to me, it's really just showing, I only heal because of your lack of faith. That's just how I interpret it. Yes. Because, it see, like, when I had detain, of, of course, I feel like, like, I feel like they holding you against your will. Exactly. But I, 
Okay, we can, we can just use that. That's because, how I feel too. Because I feel like the angel of the Lord, like, hey, I, I could already been gone, mm-hmm. but you prolonging this right now. You're mm-hmm. not physically detaining me because I don't know if he has that ability yeah, to you do really so. Don't. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's no, yeah true. He, he does not have the ability, but because he is really pressuring me to stay, mm-hmm. I am going to acquiesce. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll acquiesce to your request. To exactly. your request. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so, so this was interesting too. So I will not eat up any of your food. But if you, prepare, if you prepare a burnt offering, offer it to the Lord. Manoah did not realize this was the angel of the Lord, that this was the angel of the Lord. So I guess he thought this was just, okay, he's just saying this is a regular mom, mm. whatever. So in verse 17, Manoah inquired of the angel of the Lord, what is your name so that we may honor you when your word comes, comes true? Mm-hmm. He said, why do you ask me my name? It is beyond understanding. And what's your version it says? I read another version too. It says like it's wonderful. Or yeah, yeah. Another no, another version I was reading. They were saying, "Why do you, why do you um ask my name for it? it is wonderful." And you know what get me too, because remember, Isaiah, Isaiah. Hope again. Mm-hmm. However, you decide to say that thing. But the prophet. Well, let me think. I think it's Isaiah nine. But essentially, remember one of the names of God was wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful counselor. Everlasting Father, Father Prince, Prince of, of Peace. Peace. Yeah. So literally, we seeing this angels like really identifying his real character. And I just this just come to me while we were talking. We we were having this whole conversation again, like how you know how to ident like how to quantitatively identify this angel of the Lord as Jesus, because we know we've seen this character come up multiple times. We were talking about this all on the podcast before too. And remember, like when we go back to the burning bush, God just said, "My name is I am," mm-hmm. and we go back to that episode with the burning bush. But like that I am alone is so powerful because that's like I am everything you ever need and more. Hmm. In not so many words, definitely go back and check out that episode. But now even here, in some translation, you see it says like, yeah, it's more wonderful than you can understand or it's beyond your understanding this version. But essentially saying like, I'm already identifying myself. And to me, if I read this version, my particular version, and it says it's beyond your understanding, it's so much things you just take the context of the Israelite people in this day right now. One, your ancestors, Moses. I already told them who I was. And they knew who I was. Hmm. When your ancestors first came into this land of Canaan, they know me. They knew me. And because they didn't pass down my works and my wonders, the children started to forget about me. Each time y'all get in this conflict, y'all cry out to me for help. Hmm. Each time I deliver a judge for you guys. But clearly y'all ain't getting it. So it's like, who I am to y'all and... Your perception of me right now has already been so degraded by these other gods. Y'all can't comprehend my goodness and my mercy. And then specifically, you can't comprehend my greatness and my mercy. And I'll tell you why. Your wife already see me. And bro, like the way they describe how she see him, it was like, this was like a... I, 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 I won't go back. I won't, I won't have to scroll back to it. But you can see this person, his, his countenance was different than a, than a regular person. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? But Jolly ain't stop and think, but what if this is angel X, Y, Z? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or this is just a, a really real put together person y'all thinking. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all don't even recognize his glory. Mm-hmm. Like at all. And we've seen that multiple times. 
Well, even with Gideon, Gideon, Gideon having a full blown pessimistic conversation with him, like, oh yeah, this ain't nothing happening. You understand what I say? Like, oh. and he already showing him, bro, you mighty warrior, you gonna do this? And he's like, nah, I ain't doing it. It ain't really me. Like, it wasn't until he actually gave the sacrifice mm-hmm. and the angel of the door sent fire there, and then he just disappeared. I go for go for because right. I'm thinking now too. Like, think about it. This man said, "I'm not going to eat. Hmm. I'm not going to eat." But you could offer the sacrifice to the Lord. So I'm like, you're so caught up in one trying to figure out if this. And to me, I could like I'm trying to take the, I'm trying to put myself in Manoah's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Again, somebody, because I always put myself in the in the pessimistic seat. Your wife, who you know is barren, come to you and tell you she, a random guy told her <laughs> she's gonna be she's gonna have a kid. Yeah. Granted. Your wife might be happy, but you're like, like, who you is, bro? Like, how you been talking to my wife like that out of the blue? Hmm. And tell her she's going to have it. Like, because to me, I'm like, me thinking of a husband. I'm not a husband yet. But like, put yourself, you don't want to see your wife get all excited. Again, to have that taken away. Because mm-hmm. I've seen what this probably could do to my wife. Yeah. So now it's like, I need to verify that this is true. Now, but we know in a certain circumstance, right? This because she fully accept this being from God. She say he looked like an angel of God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she fully accept this. <laughs> right. But I need enough for him. Right. But better for us, not enough for me. I'm saying he ain't he ain't justified in this case. I put, like I say, like I try to put my like we like we both try to put ourselves in these shoes to present it as a human aspect. Because oh, yeah. it's, it's so easy to read the Bible and be like, oh yeah, I'm a Noah wrong. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking too, like if I put myself in that shoe, how would I react? Right. I may probably be in Manoa's shoe. Unfortunately, I might be in Manoa's sense. I'm like, I don't want to see my wife get hurt no more. That's true. And bro, that's a very, that's a very warm and thoughtful way to, to think about it. Like, I, I honestly didn't think about it that way. I just thought that he felt like, oh, okay. Yeah. I kind of, I, I kind of, I kind of side with you on that, but I just thought that he probably thought that someone lied. His wife, you understand? Mm-hmm. Not from the perspective of I want to see her hurt no more, but I just want to see what your real motive is mm-hmm. for, for doing all this, right? They're saying this whole part, this could be, I don't know where this comes from because I never had these thoughts before. It might be the Holy Spirit, it might not be the Holy Spirit, it might be pure because the Bible doesn't give us any context of Noah's, Manoah's like background. We yeah, don't personality know personality or yeah, anything. We don't, like, we don't even know how much, we like we said, we don't know how, how she knows she was barring, right? But I'm just Seducing that yeah, there's only so much ways to know you're barring. See, but then think about this though. She bro, she could tell you he looked like an angel of light. That's what I'm saying. No, bro, Manoah looked like he ain't phased at all. No. Man- Manoah really just like asking him 21 questions. And every time the angel of the Lord does not appear to be enthused. The, like enthused. Like he ain't really giving you like too, too much conversation for real. Like, mm-hmm. are, are you the guy? I am. No, no, no slapping up after that. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What's your name? Why do you ask my name? It is wonderful. That's based on the King James Version. Why wonderful. do you ask my name? Seeing that it's wonderful. The NIV saying, you, you're not even going to understand this, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, but well, why you ain't trying to break it down for me in a way that, bro, like, why you ain't say, bro, I ain't gonna lie. My name's so complex and stuff like that, bro. Like, X, Y, Z. Like, give it like give it to me so I could be so I could be satisfied in a way. But to me, the answer to the Lord basically saying, because God know our hearts, mm-hmm. right? Nothing I, I can do know, to satisfy you. Right, nothing I can do can satisfy you, bro. So I let you know up front that I know you ain't you ain't you unsatisfiable, you insatiable. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Insatiable. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Insatiable. But yeah, so yeah, so then we see Manoah inquired of the oh yeah, we already said that. So we replied, it's beyond your understanding. Then Manoah took a young goat together with the green offering and sacrificed on the rock to the Lord. 
And the Lord did an amazing thing while Manoah and his wife watched. As the flame blazed up from the altar toward heaven, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame. Mm. Seeing this, Manoah and his wife fell on their faces to the ground. Mm. Now, I can stop right there, right? But to me, just imagine seeing someone ascend on flames up into the heavens. I would be mind blown. Fox. Like, and that's what Gideon, that's what Gideon felt. Yeah. Yeah, the flame ascended from heaven, just mm-hmm. same, same way. Mm-hmm. You understand? So like this, the second time in Judges, we see the angel of the Lord even, even act like this. But I know even now, and that's why you know God good and merciful, because he ain't even have to do that, bro. Your Manoah could have said, hey, let me, let me, let me give you some food or whatever. And he could have been like, no. when Manoah asked him to stay, he could have just said no. No, no I understand, bro. I don't say what I have to say. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But in, in going through and giving this offering unto the Lord, the fire come down. And we know from 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 um, Cain and Abel time, when the fire come down, that means he accept your offering. Mm-hmm. And then he did a wonderful thing by just ascending into heaven. So you don't even have to guess who this is at this point no more. Exactly. All questions answered. Do you want to know who I am? If this don't do it for you. Real talk. Because he would have known about Gideon. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? That was just a few judges prior. Yeah, a couple, couple, a couple good morning years before now. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But it might ter- be a whole solid century. But the, you yeah. can still get no. But I'm saying, but it's like only like couple judges, bro. Like to me, this was only no. But this is like, cause remember after Jeff, there was like three other judges. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think him from chapter. I think I think yeah. from a chapter see, perspective. You know, we don't talk much about them, but it was like, remember that episode was like Jeff. Yeah, after this, we just could talk about this one, this one, and this one. So I was like, this about like this one. So Gideon might have been like a solid like a hundred, two hundred years ago. That's true. But I feel like Gideon, just off his fame alone, mm-hmm. he would have been known, especially how, how everything going about. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But okay, for the sake of him not knowing, no matter what, seeing that offering being accepted in that way and then the angel of the Lord ascending in that way, that was enough for you to understand who you was just in the presence of. Man, it's so, it's so interesting to me, right? And this kind of related to what we're talking about now, right? But the thought just get, came to me. These people kind of knew God, but still didn't know him. Mm-hmm. Because you're going through the motions. Yeah, I know I need to offer, offer a sacrifice to God. You see, they talk about the goat, but you see what they also brought? They also brought the green offering too. Mm-hmm. So like y'all know what y'all supposed to be doing, but y'all have this distorted image of God because when God right in y'all's face, y'all can't realize it until he's gone. <laughs> and to me, sometimes I just think, how many people out there Kind of know God, but don't really know him. And then sometimes think, how good do I know God? Mm. Like, if I was in Manoah's shoe, I would hope to believe I could identify that this angel. Like, this is the angel of the Lord without having so much questions and so much doubt in my own heart. But you know what the crazy thing about that too, though, bro? Bro, you might have run across angels, bro. I just think about that so much. But you might already run across angels and didn't know. You might have run across angels and failed a test. You understand? I think I might have failed one or two. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. So that's just what's getting me because I'm like, so much people could be right in the presence of God or right in the presence of angels and miss the entire point. Like, just miss the point. So it's just like, just trying to understand that and know that, yo, you could be in the presence of God in this way. You all doing all of these things, 
going through the motions don't mean nothing if you don't have that relationship with him. As I think it was what, was what I'm really trying to say. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people going through the motions, but they don't have that relationship with God to know when he in their presence. And you know what? This made me laugh a little bit, like chuckle to myself with the Israelites. When the rubber hit the road, they know exactly what to do, bro. When they being when they being tormented and enslaved by the the Midianites, <laughs> the Philistines, they know just how to throw away all their idols and cry out to God. Man, <laughs> but but it's just like us too, though. Yeah. Like think about it. So much people might not go to church or. You know what's funny? When you hear people who say, oh, don't believe in God, when rubber hits the road, mm-hmm. they crawl and, oh, Jesus help me. Oh, yeah. I thought you don't believe in that. Real talk. I actually have to believe, <laughs> bro, I don't know if I hear someone say this or someone allude to this, bro, that like, you you put an atheist on a plane, bro. If the plane about to crash, someone make that joke. They can say a prayer, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I believe that to be true. You know what I mean? Like, bro, because like, in Romans, I think it's Romans 1, but Paul essentially was saying, and you can read Romans 1 for yourself to get the understanding, but Paul essentially was saying that no human could deny the existence of God. Mm-hmm. But you guys trade him for images of things he created. Mm. He was saying like you trade him for images of the birds and images of these. So he's saying like you trade in the existence of God for other things. And we see, especially in today's day, like, what is giving is people saying they're more spiritual than religious. And the same verse I talked about early in the early in the podcast, 2 Timothy, it actually talks about that like in the last days. Um, but I digress. But what was I saying? Because I digress, digress. So, yeah, we was just we was talking about no man could deny. Yeah. yeah. So like no like because you like going back to your point of plane, and then deep down in every human being, whether people accept it or not, they acknowledge there's a higher power. Mm. And now you see people try to flip the script. Oh yeah, I believe there's a higher power, but he ain't active in our lives. Yeah, and, I'm agnostic. Yeah, and, but I'm like, but you why? Because. <sighs> And to me, a lot of people do a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so the devil got people in, in blindness, but it's just like deep down, everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and you and either you subject you suppress that feeling or you consciously choose against that feeling. Yeah, you rebel. But yeah, that, that was a Yeah, but at the end of the day, we see where Manoah, we don't we see like and the thing about it is we don't know what their relationship is with God. We could assume that they weren't. That close, but maybe they were because you know that's who God chose. Mm-hmm. But we've seen in the past where the judges that the Lord chose, they did they were not like the most priestly of the people of the Bible. You understand? Mm-hmm. You just say Jeff, no, or without oh, that guy, Jeff. We call him Jeff, right? We call him Jeff from you now just on. See, you just see Jeff. Someone would even describe him as one of the most evil in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But the man was a judge. The man was was speaking on behalf of the Most High God when they were meeting. I think it was the Midian. The king. Yeah, yeah the, the king. Mm-hmm. Like the leader from there. Give him like a whole he, history lesson. I'm telling you, a whole history lesson speaking with such great faith. But then to do such an evil thing at the end. We see Gideon. Gideon Gideon was talking with God. Like Gideon put God through a, like a, a little... Multiple tests. Yeah, multiple tests. putting God to the test. You understand what I'm saying? Multiple like, times. Like real, multiple times, bro. Very specific test, right? Mm-hmm. The Lord passed it all. And he just listened to God. And he followed God. And he was able to do what the Lord wanted him to do. And then after a while, he erected an ephah that was a hindrance unto the people. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people that the Lord used, and you will see that in the, in the book of Judges, that the Lord used these people, but these people were not the best role models in terms of spirituality. Some would even say this was just the best that the Lord had to work with. But because his people was crying out to him, he would not turn a, bl- a, a blind eye to them, you know. And so right now we don't know what Manoah's, um, what, what his relationship was with God, he and his wife. 
right now we could we we know for a fact his wife was more accepting of this up until without proof she was more accepting of this mm-hmm. you know so right now i feel like there's a turning point for Manoa as he was able to see you know they say seeing is believing he was able to see the true majesty of this angel um after giving the sacrifice mm-hmm. one thing but i seen is believing line right and i use it too so i'm guilty of this too but mm-hmm. if you believe seeing is believing seeing is believing is the opposite of having faith. faith yeah i was just thinking about that seeing is believing is the opposite of having faith like think about it like Paul again literally says faith is the evidence of things unseen, not seen yeah. unseen not seen oh. so think I mean just for people out there like if you was one of the people saying I gotta see it to believe it hmm. you ain't exercising your faith because think about it God God gives us imagination so he kind of gives us a little preview of like some of the blessings that are coming our way but it ain't right there in front of you hmm. and if you gotta see everything God gotta bring you through you don't have faith because when you think about it I mean God said faith the, the faith the faith decides for must he can move mountains but like the road that God's going to bring you on, you don't want to see that before it comes. Because <laughs> you're going to be like, I don't want to go through that. If that's what I got to go through, you don't want to go through that. But at the same time, if you know where that road's going to lead, like, if you look at our journey, right? I mean, you just want to say something. My bar, I don't got you off, bro. I'm like, if you look at our journey, my journey from 2012 to now in 2021, I couldn't have predicted it. <laughs> from where I went to college, the things I did in college to where I... To, in 2020, someone told me in 2012, you and Kazi going to start a podcast in 2020. I'd have been like, bro, you lie. Bro, that's so random, bro. It's, it would have been so random. What, and what is a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but look where God has brought us. But bro, but my point to this is that the Lord gives us free will. Mm-hmm. Free will, bro. It cannot be influenced, bro. You understand what I'm saying? So if God was to show you the blessings at the end of this, how can you prove and and how will God know or feel that you are serving him for him mm-hmm. opposed to what you're going to get out of it? You understand what I'm saying? And so that's, that's why that's why faith is the evidence of things unseen. You understand what I'm saying? The Lord give you enough. He give you enough evidence to accept these things. But if you need if you need to see it, then obviously that's not faith, bro. If you need someone to physically prove X, Y, Z, then I don't know. Like you just you just don't believe, bro. Like you just don't have faith. I, I don't even know how to describe faith without using the word faith. Like I don't feel like that's you don't have enough belief, right? But I don't I don't feel like that's I don't feel like that's free will. Mm-hmm. If someone have to actually show you something for you to for you to for you to follow, uh-huh. or, or give you something or something like I feel like that. I feel like it's like I'm gonna say bribery. But if literally you only can follow God, if he's showing you, all right, this blessing, this blessing, this blessing, bro, are you following God? Are you following the blessings for real? Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's why blessings is beat in it. But God is kind of, sometimes God don't even come out and say, it's a blessing in this, right? He just say, hey, go there. Take this left. Don't do that. You can say why, you know, you can say why all you want. But at the end of the day, if you really trust in God, you understand and, and what We don't get to a story that exemplifies this. But whenever we get to Job, but to me, Job exemplifies this so much because he went through like all trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was blessed at the beginning, but he went through all trials and tribulations and there was no sign that he was going to get any of it back. You know what I'm saying? Right. There was and no sign and nothing. But he said to have, just have faith and trust God that God was a just and righteous God. And we have the ability to see the end of that story, mm-hmm. but some people would not want that. I've spoken to one of my friends, Christian Adventist, went to school with me. He was like, bro... <laughs> 
I would not want you to kill my wife and all my children just for you to give me much more in the end. No, bro. I good with my wife and my kids and everything. Nah, like, just keep it there. Nah, like, like, and that's that's his honest opinion. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But if, like, if God show you, if God show you the bad, would you still follow, right? Mm-hmm. If he show you the good, would you still follow? And you have to start to think, why following, bro? Is it, am I being coerced into following? Am I following out of my free will? Am I following because I know this is God mm-hmm. or because I know what I'm getting out of it type hey. of thing? But at the end of the day, I ain't had a, I ain't had a uh, cast judgment on no, on no one, bro. It's always something that can strain us to do something or not to do something. We humans at the end of the day, bro, we all have selfish desires. But at the end of the day, loving God, you should, you should surround that by faith. By faith and knowing that he is God, knowing that he is good, knowing that he is the creator of all things, opposed to what what is what good can happen or what bad can happen. And the reason I said it is because we mentioned Job, and Job said something along the lines of, "Bro, so you only can accept good from God and not bad." Mm-hmm. You understand? But, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people do not comprehend accepting bad from God. A lot of people feel like if if a rough time come, that's the devil. You understand what I said? It might not be the devil, bro. Exactly. Bro, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, okay, and, and sometimes it is the devil, you know, because Jesus did say like, if if the world hates you, just remember that they hate me. They hated me first. You understand what I'm saying? But bro, some people have to understand that you come on this earth by this in heaven. You ain't this. This wasn't designed to be heaven. Well, it was designed to be heaven, <laughs> but in in the world that we coming in, God did not give us this as heaven. Like we, this a transitional period. All of the goodness and the the prosperity gospel that we have. Bro, mm-hmm. that's not earth. That's heaven. Where all things happening. It's your day. You don't understand? Like, no, that's that's for off that's that's for the kingdom. Hell, bro, there you will be bad days. You, you understand go, what I'm saying? Like, like that's why you that's why you can't accept like fortune cookies and people who saying oh you can get this by the end of the year and do it. Bro, you bro, that this world, bro, this ain't our this ain't our pit stop. So we it would be unwise to, to feel like, bro, we're going to get the most out of this world and we owe that. No, we're trying to get to heaven, bro. That's what it should be. And if you get the, and the closer you get to God, the closer you're going to get treated like the way Jesus was treated when he was there. Mm-hmm. And that's my personal belief. Yeah, that's my personal belief on that. All right. So one thing, <laughs> one, one of your points, right? Like, and just my two cents, I can, I can move on. Like, one, one thing... When, one thing I say when people ask, like, does God actually send back? Like, yeah, just look at the look at the story of Joseph. Like, what did God tell? Like, God gave her the dream, and the, and the dream was seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. Right. Like, literally, there's good and bad in one dream. Like, I let you know the good coming by letting you know the bad's following. Right, and and it don't give you no context as to why the bad following. And you could say the bad was following so that Joseph would be glorified. But then someone could argue, why all this bad of the of the happen for Joseph to be exonerated and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, that's a prime example of when good can happen from God and when God, bad can happen God's from God. God's gonna let God let you know, like yeah, this is gonna happen, just like the flood. God, God told Moses, yeah, this is going to happen. <laughs> like you, you, you have the choice to prepare, just like with Joseph, you have the choice to prepare. But buddy, it is going to happen whether you prepare or not. I am, I really let you know. It's already been prophesied. So guess what? My prophecy will be fulfilled. The show must go on. Uh-huh. So uh, just to wrap up uh, Judges 13. So now we see after the angel ascended on the on the flames into heaven, they fell on their faces. They fell on their faces to the ground. And when the angel did not show himself again, I guess they were still wondering, are we going to see him again? Uh, you coming back, right? Like, I wonder how much time <laughs> elapsed before they figured out. He's not yeah, coming I back. I wonder if it was like in the same sitting or they was wondering like days later, like, mm. oh, he should be back, man. So after he did not show himself to his Manoah's wife again, he rest- then Manoah realized it was the angel of the Lord. So I would hope it was in that setting. Like, oh, well, I, the number of people I've seen ascend on, to heaven <laughs> in, in, in the smoke. 
<laughs> they usually is come. They usually is come back, but that's why we joking, but yeah. So then he suddenly said, "We are doomed." He said to his wife, "We have seen God." And then his wife answered, "If the Lord meant to kill us, he would have not accepted the burnt offering and the green offering from our hands, nor shown us all these things, or now told us this." I just like how she's like. Just seems so calm and collected. So though. calm and collected, like, yo, if you really think God gonna kill us, well, this wouldn't happen and this wouldn't happen. And I don't think he would have tell us we both have a Nazarite if he planned on killing us. This kind of makes all of this invalid. Right. And it really just makes sense logically <laughs> that if he wanted to kill us, he did not have to do all of this to kill us. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he but but Manoah, we see Manoah I could I just feel like Manoah lock fade, bro. Like from start to finish, like And think about it too, like <laughs> Again, the Lord sent the fire from heaven, and we sent it on the smoke. That is just, like you said, the cardinal sign of acceptance of the offering, acceptance of you guys, your faith. Ryan did we see in Manoah's wife really exemplifying in the faith here other than, other than Manoah. But, and it's so funny, too. Like, the woman with the most faith doesn't, doesn't have, have a name. name. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's so interesting sometimes in the Bible. But it's just showing that, yo, yeah, like... The sign of the sign of acceptance of you has already been granted, but you're still here worrying that we're about to die. Bro, you don't, bro. All right, so this whole time, right? The the message that has already been received. You the one asking to hear this message again, right? <laughs> he come back to give you the message again. And you you want, can say you specifically because he already saying your wife got told this, hear this. And she and I told her this. Real dog. You see what I'm saying? And he give it to you. Yeah, don't drink nothing. Don't even don't even eat no grapes. You see what I'm saying? Like he he mentioned everything, excruciating details for you. You're like, no, what your name is? Why are you asking me my name, bro? You understand what I'm saying? You're doing too much right now. All right. Just stay. Let me give you some food. No, just give me your offering. He gives you the offering and you get the answer that you are asked for. You are asking what his name is. Like who he is. You're trying to figure him out. Now you notice the angel of the Lord and you completely missed the whole reason he comes. <laughs> oh, we want to die. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Like his head really wasn't in the game the whole time. And bro, and this, 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 just, a little, this just a little tangent again. I know... This this is a weird time to have a time to be at the end of the part, right? But it's like it just show um how your spouse can really level you off. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because we have this guy, he he's just so inquisitive, just so just so doubtful. But how huh, she accept that one shot. One shot. She accept that one shot, bro. She 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 remind me of stuff like me. Like if some sometimes when some people tell me some stuff, right? Like I get the the gist of what you're talking about, and I just I only have enough to share the message, right? <laughs> enough the, to be dangerous, right? So the person the person who I share the message to, they asking more questions, and I'm like, oh no, I didn't ask. So I mean, I only <laughs> I only get the gist of what they're saying, you know what I mean? Like, but and that's what that remind me of, right? And so he coming with more questions, like who this person is? No, she ain't even asked that to her. She come. And she come at first and say, I didn't ask him his name or none mm-hmm. of that. She mm-hmm. might even know him or was like mm-hmm. how, how like inquisitive he might be. Mm-hmm. But she just say, bro, all right, I get the I get the the main part. I get the main the main point that he was trying to get across. We about to have a child. There's something to be excited about. But Manoah, because of a lack of faith, he couldn't even really enjoy this moment right now because he asking so much questions. And then he worried. And it reminded me of Adam and Eve in a way because when they had ate of the fruit, they wanted to hide from God. You just saw, you was with God this whole time. You was pressing him. 
But when you realize it was God, you say, oh, no, we about to die, bro. We just see God, but we about to die. You know what I mean? But she's saying, bro, like, like, bro, think about it, dog. If we was about to die, you think you can give us all of this, spend so much time, go and come back. You could have killed us a long time. Exactly. Like, like real talk, you know? And so she, I think she made the most sense. <laughs> like, I think she made the most sense. Yeah, so the last two verses, the woman gave birth to a boy, named him Samson. Surprise, surprise, we finally get to Samson. Right. He grew, and the Lord blessed him. The Spirit of the Lord began to stir in him while he was in Mahene, Dan, between Zorah and Ishtar. So, yeah. So now, I mean, like, we covered a lot in this episode, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like. And to me, we still see the growth because, again... This is our first episode. We covered the entirety of Samson in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> and we just spent about an hour on just the beginning of Samson. Like, Samson just got born in the last 50 seconds in our time. <laughs> right. Like, this whole episode wasn't even about Samson. Like, but it's the intro of Samson. But, we, the, but we really spent the whole time talking about Manoah, um, his wife, and the angel of the Lord. And to me, it's like, we cover so much ground because, like, we start off with, you are a child of God. And the importance of being a child of God. We transition into Samson. And now we're seeing the issue of faith again. And people, a lot of people who just miss the whole point. And I think like that's kind of, like, to me, like this story has like two main points. One, faith. And two, how people could be in the presence of God and still miss the entire point. Because just like how you were saying, Manoah was still in the presence of God. He did, like, again, he did the right things, quote unquote. You still accepted, like, you still offered it to him. You see this, you see God extend on the fire. But now, instead of being grateful that God blessed you with his presence, God is actually going to give you a son to your wife who is barren. Instead of being joyous and glad, you missed the whole point. Now you're scared and terrified. Knowing that God ain't gonna kill you. Can you see his wife say, God, bro, God's not gonna kill us. Like we like you should be you should be happy and excited and blessed. But you just missed the whole point. And to me, like again, going back to putting ourselves in the shoes, how much times do we miss the point with God? Mm. Like just miss it completely. Like God was in his presence and he missed it. His wife had more faith than him, and he's supposed to be leader of the household. Mm. That's the next thing. You're supposed to be leader of the household, leading your wife, but your wife has more faith than you. You know what I'm saying? The, the angel Lord came to your wife twice. Had the opportunity to come to you when you cried. We shouldn't even say cried. When you prayed and asked for God to come back. And God still came to your wife. And we can see now because your wife was the one who had more faith. And if you, and if the angel of the Lord, they come straight to you, bro, y'all probably would have missed that whole thing. I think Manoah would have missed it again because Manoah had so much questions and wasn't accepting, I feel like. Because hmm. again, would the angel of the Lord say, my name is wonderful. Or that's the King James Version, which I love because it ties back directly back into the Isaiah 9, 6. I actually looked up the text. So Isaiah 9, 6. But in this, in our, in the verse I read, the NIV version has its qualms or whatever, but it's saying like, it is beyond your understanding. Mm. Again, showing that I could stay here and wrestle with you and describe to you who I am. I could do it, but nothing I say will satisfy you. Mm -hmm. And to me, sometimes I feel like that's me. Mm. Again, you, we, we ask God for God, show me the sign. God shows us the sign. Go back to Gideon's story. God shows us the sign. Ah, God, yeah. ah, show me a next sign. Another one, yeah. God shows you this next sign. And you still don't walk. Hmm. And God sometimes be looking at me. Earl Roberts like, how much signs do I need to send you for you to walk? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you actually take a step back and put ourselves in these accounts in the Bible, 
I I really start like I really like to refer, refer them as accounts instead of stories because sometimes stories just still seem so mythical and stuff. Yeah. And when I think about like yo, this is these are actual accounts of people who live, and I actually put myself in that story. You like would I have missed the point? Hmm. And it's so sad because sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I would have get it. But when you actually put yourself in that story, you like I might have missed the point too. Unfortunately, I like I would love to be here on the podcast and be like, oh yeah, I'm like. 10 for 10. Right. Like, I wouldn't have feel like, guys, we would, we would have been living in the perfect world still. I wouldn't eat the fruit. Mm. But I might eat the fruit. <laughs> I might have been the one who might not get on the ark with Noah. Mm. I might have been here saying, guess what, guess, guess what, wife? I don't believe you're about to have this kid. <laughs> I might have been here arguing with God saying, you really, like, who you is talking to my wife? <laughs> and I feel like so much people try to be fake and say, like, yeah, I would get it 10 times out of 10 times. But if you actually step back and be real, you might fail these tests. And, but here's the good thing. I don't want to end it like on a bot note. The good thing is God still loves us through it all. Mm. And we are still the children because like we said, he didn't have to come back to Manoah. He didn't have to show him a sign that I accept your offering. But some of these things he do just so we could still have faith, still know he's a good and awesome God and he's still perfect and righteous. Perfect and righteous. Two times, Manoah and his wife received a message from an unexpected visitor. Yet through a number of questions and careful observation, Manoah and his wife still had no clue that they were in the presence of the angel of God. How many times do we hear a message of God without even realizing that he was the messenger? And this was the case once again for Samson's parents when they found out that he wanted to marry a Philistine woman. But we'll talk more about Samson, his fiance, and his engagement festival on the next episode of A Breath of of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by Ayana Albertson Gay, as well as your host, Akaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.